Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 918, air date March 27th, 2021. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. And we're going to have our uh, discussion today on Moringai. So as people are coming in, let's wait as people are joining us. So I'll put up the slide here. Good afternoon, everyone, on Instagram. Okay, good afternoon, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayadure. We're going to wait for people to join. Today, we're going to having our discussion on Moringa. Some people, I say Moringa. Um, Good afternoon to people from Australia. What do we have? People from Mexico, Sydney. Great, wonderful. Someone says, I like Moringa powder. Hello from England. Good to have you. Wonderful. Linda Young. Great. Good to have you, everyone. Uh, we're going to have a very, very good discussion on Moringa, which is Consider the tree of life, and you're gonna understand why, because of the incredible nutrients it has and uh, its properties. We're gonna focus on immune health today. Welcome to people on Instagram. All right, as people are logging in, uh, I just wanna to emphasize to people, today's discussion is gonna be a Moringa. Uh, some people from Moringa, I say Moringai. <laughs> it's more of a Tamil way of saying it. And I'll come back to this. As people are logging in, many of you know that uh, the VA Shiva movement is a movement for truth, freedom, and health. And uh, let me play our video as people are coming in. Welcome to everyone. And those of you who want to know more about the movement, vashiva.com slash join. If you go to vashiva.com slash join, and, and again, I'll do this. I typically do this uh, every time that people come in so people have an idea of uh, what we're up to, what we're about. So let me go here. Right, so if people go to vashiva.com, you see everyone can see it here, good. So if you go to vashiva.com slash join, you'll understand that this is the movement, VA Shiva is leading the movement for truth, freedom, and health. We're creating a platform for education. People can contribute to support the movement for community, and it's a movement um, where we offer education. We want people to be truth, freedom, and health warriors. We uh, uh, want to thank everyone for their incredible support. And when people support us, we support them back with education. So people are logging in. I'm just going to play the video as we uh, start the show. Here we go. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four year old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build 
a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We got to train people. First, with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work united. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people. They have to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com. And it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute. And then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll 
study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, everyone. Good afternoon. It's Dr. Shiva Ayodhuray. Today, we're going to talk about Moringai. Moringai is an incredible herb. Uh, when I grew up in India, and I'll talk a little bit about that, um, it was uh, always growing in our village, you know, across my parents, uh, my grandparents' home in the hut that they had, which all the um, chicken and the, uh, the uh, cows were. There was a tree that grew up, and it's called Moringa. Now, some people may say Moringa, and other people say Moringai. I actually have some seeds from the Moringai tree right there. You can see it. Um, there are these typically drumsticks that come. So you have the tree, you have the leaves, you have the drumstick that comes from the tree. And the drumstick is actually used to make thrown into soups that has many, many incredible properties. But the seeds, this is one of the seeds that you can see from the Moringai tree. So we're going to um, talk about that. One of the things I want to emphasize is someone, you know, we started this, uh, you know, the talk of, I always play the video which is really describing to you why we need to take a systems approach. And without taking a systems approach, people will always be confused about the left and the right dialectic. But more importantly, with um, not understanding, someone here, uh, Joanna Ribas, said Bernie Sanders and uh, Robert Kennedy are not scumbags. Well, they are the real scumbags because um, it's easy to identify you know, the establishment politicians on the left and the right, be it the Mitch McConnells or the Romneys, right? They're part of the right establishment and the quote unquote right and the left establishment, be it the Clintons and the Bidens, et cetera. But it's hard for people, and this is where people get lost and this way change never really occurs at a deep fundamental level is because they think Bernie Sanders or Robert Kennedy is fighting for them. When both of those people are part of the left quote unquote wing of the establishment, which purpose is to manipulate people like uh, people here to confuse them to think they're fighters. Bernie Sanders is not a fighter. He's not a worker. Robert Kennedy's an elite. He fakes as though he's fighting for medical freedom. In fact, he's destroyed the medical freedom movement. He is, you know, supports, he's pro-vax. Uh, he endorsed Hillary Clinton, but very naive people get lost in this. And this is why change occurs. Same thing on the right. As I've shared with you, you know, I supported Trump, you know, from the anti-establishment side. But when you really look at it and you break it, he was literally part of the quote unquote right wing elite to try to sucker people back into the Republican establishment. So our movement is not left or right. It will continually expose the fake left and the fake right to ensure that people understand we need to build a bottoms up movement and that movement must be uh, take a systems approach. And those people who do not understand the nature of a Bernie Sanders and the nature of a Trump or a nature of a Robert Kennedy or the nature of a Ted Cruz, left or right, are basically going to be banging their heads against the wall for a long, long time because they're gonna get suckered in by what these people say and ignore what they actually do, okay? So our movement is the only movement on the planet, as I know today, which is creating a foundational movement based on truth, freedom, and health, but it is based in science, on the science of systems. And that is why I take an extraordinary amount of time every day I'll typically, and you know, it's been busy the last three days, we'll typically try to do a video 
educating you on, you can apply the systems approach to your body. You can apply it to understand Murungai, which itself is a system. I mean, from this little seed grows this massive tree, okay? Well, you can also use that same approach to understanding not only Murungai is a system, your body is a system, but politics is a system using a foundational science. And that foundational science took me about 50 years to develop. And it didn't come about just sitting in a lab. You know, I've been an activist all my life and I wanna share with you that story for some of you are new because this story is a long journey. And as you understand this journey, you will understand that you're extremely naive, extremely naive. If you think people like Gandhi, people like Bernie and people like uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. are not scumbags. By the way, scumbags is a technical term, which you'll understand why. Um, but this is what we need people to understand. They, people need to understand that we need to elevate our political consciousness. And the movement we're creating, first of all, will educate you with things like Murungai and other things. But more importantly, it's going to create a community so you can understand these concepts. And third, we do activism. That's what, so all of you want to go to bashiva.com slash join. You can support us. You, can, you don't have to pay anything. You can just contribute by just becoming a member for nothing. Those of you who do contribute, I never feel good taking anything for nothing. So you'll get education as a supporter. You'll get education as a truth, freedom, and health warrior. Okay. So it's, to me, it's really, really important that, uh, 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 that we understand the dynamics. So let's just jump right in. And I'm going to uh, give you a little bit of my background because it'll tell you how I came to practice the science of systems, why I do these videos, et cetera. It's, it's uh, extremely important to understand. So let me go right into the, let's go right here. Okay. So again, it's Moringa and immune health. Uh, look, uh, I grew up in two worlds. Some of you may know this. I grew up in the city of Bombay as a, uh, up until I was seven and also in a small village, two very different worlds. And in those worlds, you know, these are the scenes of those worlds. If you've been to deep South India, it's like going to the deep South. My grandmother was a poor village farmer. She used to, you know, plant rice and cotton uh, 16 hours a day working in the hot sun. And I was also aware in India there was a caste system and we were way at the bottom, okay, called the low caste untouchables. So the fact that my parents even made it to the United States is one in a trillion. So I was aware of this system, but I was also aware of another system. My grandmother was a village healer. She could observe your face using a system of Indian medicine called Samudrika Lakshanam which is face reading, which is part of the Siddha system of medicine. And based on observing your face, she would then figure out what were the right medicines for you, right? So it wasn't everyone got the same medicine. So if you had a particular constitution and you had particular imbalances, she would come up with the right medicines, the right herbal mixtures for you. So it was the right medicine for the right person at the right time. So I saw this woman who had no degrees use this traditional system of medicine called Siddha by analyzing the face to heal people. But I also was very aware of the politics, the politics of this, that, you know, over here were we and the rest of the world was up here. And by the way, my parents' um, fate in life was to become coconut pickers the rest of their life, okay? Because the caste system was where you were born into, okay? So I think that needs to be understood, that background. So, um, you know, as a child, by the time I would, when I, when my family came to the United States, I was extremely motivated. I knew the incredible opportunities America afforded me. So by the time I was 14, I had already gone to NYU in a computer science program. And at the age of 14, I was working full time at a medical school 
because I wanted to excel. I wanted to understand medicine. I was good at math. And um, working as a scientist, as a 14-year-old, I was looking at the sleep system, why, why babies were dying in their sleep to understand sudden infant death syndrome. While I was there, I was also introduced to another system. Some of you may know in those days, the inner office mail system consisting of the inbox, the outbox, the folders, the BCC, the memo, the inner office mail envelope. This was how um, interaction took place in the office environment. Well, as a 14 year old, I converted this entire system in 50,000 lines of code into a system that I named email. I was the first to write that code and named it email because of the operating system only allowed five characters and then won a bunch of awards, uh, the Westinghouse Science Award. And before I came to MIT, I was um, recognized as the inventor of email. In fact, on August 30th, 1982, I was given the first US copyright for email, recognizing me as the inventor of email at a time when email, uh, when copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I tell you this because email wasn't the simple exchange of text messages. It was this entire complex system that I put into electronic form. So I learned biological systems as a young kid before I came to MIT, but I also learned uh, you know, engineering systems, which was the system that we know today as email, which was not created by the military industrial complex. It was created by a 14 year old kid in Newark, New Jersey. Very important for every American to understand. And um, 33 years later, my dear mom was dying of a horrible disease called pulmonary fibrosis. She had saved all of this in a beautiful suitcase. The editor of Time Magazine came and he wrote an article called The Man Who Invented Email. After 33 years, I got credit for the invention of email. But the key thing to recognize is that the invention of email took place in a, the system of freedom, innovation, and infrastructure, right? It was loving parents, high school teachers, and a mentor. Again, a systems approach, you see? Email didn't come out of the military industrial complex, no matter how much Wikipedia likes to rewrite the story because the liberal racist elites do not want to push forward the narrative that all great innovations come from outside. They wanna create a caste system in America that only a few can innovate. You can be a dropout of, out of Harvard, that's cool, but surely not someone in Newark, New Jersey. So that's my journey. Um, but, uh, and all of this occurred before I came to MIT. When I came to MIT, I was deeply, deeply interested in medicine, but I found out that the way that we looked at the human body, unfortunately, was not as a system, we looked at it as a bunch of different subsystems. So if you went to a doctor for help, they didn't look at your body as a whole. If you had, let's say a headache, you may get sent to, and they may think it is a nervous issue, right? Or a skeletal issue, right? Or a digestive issue. It was never seen as a whole body problem. So I went on um, to MIT, did four different degrees, started many, many different companies, a company, the first intelligent email management system. Then Cytosol, which is a current company I do, which uh, is a computational systems biology system where we can model the human cell on the computer so we can mathematically, without killing animals, find out what ingredients work and what don't. So that was a systems approach. Um, you know, we created the clean food certified system, a holistic way uh, to approach food. Thousands of products have been certified by this. But most importantly, you know, my journey across all those companies and those degrees led me to want to understand when I grew up in that village, you know, where this Morungai tree was, after I got my PhD in 2007, I had, you know, at that point gotten four degrees, my PhD in systems biology. So no one could say, oh, this guy's just some random guy who wants to go study Eastern medicine. But I was very curious because when I looked at the Eastern system of medicine, I had come from the Western 
PhD training where this is how you looked at biology. But my grandmother looked at the body in a different way. So this is a Western way of looking at the body. This is the Eastern way. And I wanted to see if I could find a relationship. That led me back on a Fulbright to India. This came out on the front page of MIT. Um, I had won one of the six Fulbright awards or three or six Fulbright awards that year. And I wanted to see the interconnection between Eastern medicine and Western science. And lo and behold, after my journey to, back to India, in honor of my grandmother, what I discovered was that the Eastern system of medicine used these kinds of terms to describe the body. Well, guess what? That matched one-to-one -one with Western engineering systems principles. And when you take the course, that's why I want everyone to take it, that there is a foundational science to everything. There's a movement of information, matter, and energy called transport, seeds. Seeds are transport, like the Moringa seed. You know, birds transport seeds. Transport is the movement of information. Well, that's related to Vata. Then there's a conversion aspect of nature. Your digestive system converts. Everything in nature can be seen as movement, conversion, or structural pieces. So if you look at your body, you have the skeletal structure. That's your structural element, right? You have the conversion element, like your digestion. You have the transport element, which is information being moved. Transport, conversion, and storage, I discovered was directly related to the same principles my grandmother is using, although using different words. I wrote this up in a famous uh, important uh, engineering systems article, which was published. And then that became the basis for creating a tool for all of you. So you didn't have to go all the way to India. You didn't have to spend 50 years figuring that out. It was called your body, your system. And that tool allowed you to use these principles, transport, conversion, storage, to understand your body as a system. So with this tool, which everyone gets who supports us um, in terms of uh, becoming a supporter, using this tool, you can literally ask yourself a certain set of questions and you can figure out what kind of body system you are. That's the red dot. Then you can figure out how your body has gotten off imbalance. And then you can figure out what are the right food supplements right here. The system literally calculates, like my grandmother would do, what are the right combinations? What are the right supplements? What are the right yoga exercises? And that is based in engineering system science, which is a science of everything, which all of you can learn when you become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. So that infrastructure also gave rise to a whole course I developed. And so oh, during 2012 uh, you know, to probably 20, um, we've taken around 10,000 people all over the world, healthcare practitioners, housewives, plumbers, electricians, who've really started to understand the body as a system. They've taken courses. They, it lets them interconnect Eastern and Western system. I've created a certification program. They get courses. They can get certified. But I also, as a part of those people who you know, don't have 25 hours or you know, 30 hours, I created a short version called the Foundations of Systems. And that course is integrated into the Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior program. And what that discovers is that truth, freedom, and health are foundational principles related to transport, conversion, storage. So the slogan, truth, freedom, and health, is not a political slogan. It is founded on the essence of universal laws. So our movement is founded on scientific principles. Without freedom, we can't get to truth, as the video said. Without truth, we can't get to health. And without health, we can't have the strength to fight for freedom. That's why I always, to all the new people coming in, I want to emphasize, emphasize to you this. The VA Shiva platform is taking me 50 years. And in about three hours, every Monday evenings, you can learn it like that. We must create a movement that goes beyond the adolescence 
of worshiping Bernie Sanders or people being confused thinking Robert Kennedy's a nice guy. He's not. He's part of the elite or thinking Trump, you know, fought for us when at the end of the day, it's WWE wrestling. And, you know, uh, after this, I'm going to be doing a talk about what's going on with Georgia and Biden. But until all of you raise your political consciousness, understanding the principles of, this, of, of systems, you will always be thinking in this left, right, Republican, Democrat, black, white, pro-anti narrative, and always giving away your power. The science of systems will make you Jedi Knights. It'll make you warriors. And without that, you'll be lost. So it's up to you. You can be lost or you can you know, become a warrior. And we need about 50,000 warriors, as I've calculated, and we will create a momentous movement. And our goal is to do that over the next year. So that's why I share this at the beginning, because that's what drives me. And by the way, you can go to vashiva.com to learn everything. All right. So let's. So when I talk about Moringai, you will see that I discuss Moringai not as just an herb, some you know yoga talk. You're going to understand Moringai as a system. Everything in the universe is a system. Your body is a system. Every herb, vegetable in the world is a system. You're a system. Politics is a system. And when you start understanding that every system has a property to increase transport, conversion, or storage, which means increase movement, increase conversion, digestive, uh, or increase structural elements, and these interplay with your needs. And that's how the world works. It's an alchemy, okay? So let's go right in here. All right, Moringa. So what are we going to learn today? First of all, you're going to learn what is Moringa. You're going to learn the molecular composition of Moringa, which means molecules, meaning, remember, what's really powerful about food, unlike, you know, what's really powerful about food is that it's not just one molecule. You're going to see when I talk about cytosol, pharmaceutical companies just try to use one synthetic molecule. Food is many, many molecules that act in what's called a synergistic effect. And we're going to learn about that shortly. What is synergy? All right. So when we look at Moringai, we're going to understand its composition. You're going to understand its effects on many different biological functions, its health benefits, its effects on the immune system, which is what we're going to focus on, and then the clinical evidence on dosaging. And by the way, I want to thank everyone for sending in your ideas about different ingredients and different systems. So think about it as two axes. The way I look at the world is you have an ingredient, and that ingredient can have profound effects on different indications of different health, cardiovascular health, right? Um, it can affect immune health. It can affect uh, brain health. Some medicines are pretty amazing. Some foods like turmeric, it, it is a multi-systems herb. It's one of those things you want to include as a part of your life. And some would argue that Moringai is like that too. In fact, the World Health Organization's Moringai is probably one of the most important. Uh, I don't care much for them. We don't need their, um, you know, their acknowledgement. But Moringai is a very, very powerful food, as you're going to see. So let's talk about this tree of life. First of all, Moringai is grown widely in many tropical and subtropical countries. The earliest documented medicinal use is recorded about 150 BC. Now, the leaves, the seeds, and you can see in this diagram, the leaves are this beautiful green. Um, the seeds, as I showed you right here, the bark, the roots, the sap, and the flowers are all used in traditional medicine. And, um, you know, in our village home in India, we used, there's also the fruit of it, the Moringai fruit, very powerful for men, you know, male health. In fact, in many of the old Indian movies, when a couple got married, there, there was a joke if the woman 
you know, uh, would say, you know, I'm going to put the Moringai fruit and make it into a dish today, which means that they would probably have a great night, you know, in terms of intimacy that night. But Moringai, the, the, the fruit of it has very powerful properties for male health, okay, for sexuality. So um, there's many, many pieces of this, okay? So it's a widely researched dietary supplement, 3,104 research articles, uh, 23 clinical trials, so over 85 years. So over 85 years of research, that means almost about 100. So if we go back to, you know, 1920, right? So add about 15 years. So since 1935, right? Since around the depression in the United States, Morungai has been uh, researched reasonably well. So um, over 85 years of scientific research. Now, when we do this research, you can imagine all those articles that we have to go through. So one of my technologies, my recent inventions is a technology called Cytosolve. Cyto means cell, solve means solving the cell. So I created this technology so we could actually understand, you know, how you start mixing ingredients. If you think about it today, if you look at many of the dietary supplements out there, be it Moringai or be it this, and you go look at the bottle and you look at, and you look at how they put stuff together and you went ask the company, well, how did you decide to put X amount of ingredients of X or Y amount of ingredients? Why did you put this together? You'll probably get a lot of hand waving. Well, you know, someone told me this. Well, it's a trade secret or we don't know or, you know, I read paper. What you find out is most companies, when they make these supplements, there's typically one guy who's a contractor. He's called a formulator and he probably reads a couple of papers. So even in the area of supplement health, there's really no real bottoms up, real powerful science. It's sort of a lot of guesswork and then they do a lot of marketing. So you'll find out the pharmaceutical companies do science on a single ingredient. They do a lot of testing. They have side effects. And similarly, the supplements field is now becoming filled with a lot of snake oil. So my view was we needed to get to the truth of this. So Cytosol really enables that truth. So Cytosol is a technology. Uh, you can go to Cytosol.com. And, you know, the symbols, we have the pill and we're really understanding the interactions of foods. So we can take lots of literature, run it through Cytosol, figure out out of all the science. So right now, if you went to PubMed, you, you know, you'll find about 3,000 papers on Murungai, okay? Now, out of those papers, what we do is we suck those papers in and we figure out which ones have to do with immune health. And we figure out which ones ha had done in vitro and in vivo, right? So we throw out a lot of the garbage papers. And then from that, we can actually find out which of the papers have molecular interactions. So we extract that out. And as I'll show, show with you, we can integrate those molecular interactions to give a holistic view of what's going on in the science today. Now, the important point we need to understand is, you know, six months from now, that science may change. So science is constantly changing, and we too have to be ready to accept new information and to upgrade the science. So Cytosol allows us to do that. So what does Cytosol do? We can literally, by the way, this is how pharma companies do product development uh, without Cytosol, right? They take a compound, they test it in a test tube. So let's say in a, in a, in a cancer test tube, they put cancer cells, they throw their compound in some chemotherapy. They said, oh, it's killing the cancer cells. Then they'll go test it on animals. Then they'll go test it on phase one, phase two, phase three trials in humans. This takes around 13 years, $5 billion. And by the way, the, the drug that comes out of here only works for 10% of the people. Most of it doesn't even make it past phase one. And the reason is, and by the way, if you look at pharma companies, they spend a ton of money. Every year they're spending more and more money in R&D and the FDA 
less and less of their drugs are being allowed because of the side effects. And moreover, and this happens because um, the entire world of academia, if the elephant represents, let's say, immune health, the biologists don't look at the whole of immune health. They look at the pieces. They're like the blind men looking at pieces of problem. And if they ever got together, they would never really understand all of it. They would sort of see the elephant like this, right? So this is a problem with reductionist science. They don't take a systems approach. And this came to a head in 2003 when the Human Genome Project ended because when the Genome Project ended, we thought what made a human being different than an animal, uh, than a worm, was a number of genes. So we said, oh, we're so much more complex and smarter. We must have, you know, about 100,000 genes. As you can see in that graph, when the Genome Project ended in 2003, we only have 20,000 genes. So why is that important? That means genes are not who we are. It is all the molecular interactions, okay? Because guess what? You eat a food like Murungai, it can turn on certain genes that you're gonna see, all right? You think certain thoughts, it can turn on genes. So it's not genes create who you are. So this was a revolution in biology and this changed the field to become systems biology. So it means you have to understand proteins and genes in order to understand the whole human. And this led to the need to understand, let's mathematically model, not just the nucleus and the genes, but all the chemical interactions. And just like I took on the challenge of creating email when I was a 14 year old kid, at the age of 40, after starting a bunch of companies, going through all my degrees, I came back to MIT to do my PhD to see if I could use all my knowledge to take on a big grand challenge. Could I use the computer to mathematically model on the human computer molecular interactions of diseases and cells. It was a problem just like the invention of email was seen as impossible, that too. So I spent you know, another four or five years at MIT and I created Cytosol, which allowed us to mathematically take these molecular pathways, convert them to models, connect all the models together and mathematically model the cell. So this way, just like we build airplanes on the computer long before we do test flights, we could do the same with Cytosol, okay? so. And, I, and over the last, you know, Jesus now, 16 years, we've created an entire digital refinery. We have helped major companies understand products that work and show them, look, your product doesn't work. This is snake oil. And over the last now two years, we've started using our technology to really start seeing combinations of things. So when you look at Moringai, as I said, Moringai has many, many different nutrients in it. But imagine when you eat food, the ultimate is everyone's confused. Well, what food I, should I eat? What's right for me? With cytosol, we can figure out what are the right combinations at the molecular level. That's what we can do. So for example, with cytosol, we can, for example, understand how my grandmother makes foods. Why did she put uh, turmeric, which is an herb, right? So here's turmeric. We've mathematically understood all the molecular mechanisms of turmeric, the active ingredient being curcumin. By the way, turmeric lowers inflammation. If you had that with a cup of red wine, red wine lowers inflammation. But with Cytosol, we can mathematically model it. The right column here, I'm doing computational simulations. The right column here represents inflammation. You want it to go down, right? But how does it go down? Well, no curcumin, no resveratrol stays high. Just curcumin, it goes down. Just resveratrol, it goes down, right? From 0.15 to 0.06. Look at the right column. But look what happens when I do synergy. I want everyone to look at that right column. When I combine less curcumin, less resveratrol, look what happens. The amount of inflammation goes down by a factor of two from 0.06 to 0.03.
versus when I give it together. This is one of the most powerful things about food. Food is medicine because you don't have to eat this much of a medicine. You eat a lot of little things in the right combination. That's art and it's an information science. And the problem is people are very confused. Cytosol takes that confusion out. We're literally able to now mathematically model using the known science so we don't have to sort of hand wave and be new agey about it and woo woo about it, nor do we need to just use a single compound like a pharma does. We can literally understand the combinations of ingredients. So with mathematical precision. So what we're doing now is we, over the last couple of years, we said, okay, we've helped all these companies. They move slow. So we literally looked at all the molecular pathways of pain and inflammation. And we took all those pathways, modeled it. And then we looked at many, many different ingredients and we have found a combination of ingredients which have powerful effects for lowering inflammation. And that led us to the discovery of a very powerful nutrient uh, called MV25. Everything okay here? Yep, someone said they got turmeric, okay? So we got a very powerful, and you can find it on the shop, but MV25 is a combination of different ingredients that and it's called Momentum to Move. This is our first product. It's, a, it's, it's coming out of systems biology, mass times velocity, momentum to move. And as the back of the bottle says, it says this was formulated using the Cytosoft computational systems biology platform, a technology for precision and personalized health, invented by Dr. Shiva during his doctoral research at MIT. This formulation results from integrating thousands of peer-reviewed scientific papers across four decades in 68 research institutions compute and computing trillions of pathways. So what that means is we went and looked at, you know, tons of literature on inflammation. We extracted out those molecular interactions, computed them and went through many, many different combinations of different types of, uh, uh, you know, compounds and to discover an optimal synergy of compounds that downregulate biomarkers of discomfort and swelling. Cytosol optimized, which is right on the front of the bottle means this formula has been optimized to maximize benefits and bioavailability while minimizing toxicity based on current research curated by Cytosol. As the science advances, so will this formulation. So this is a promise. Science is constantly changing. And if you look at many of the supplements, they'll, they'll throw this and this and they'll stay on it for like 20 years. Well, guess what? As new science comes, we gotta be willing to change. So as new science comes, Cytosol advances itself and we get better and better and better. So, and by the way, Cytosol is clean certified. It's made in the United States. It's gone through all the GMP certification. If you go to VA Shiva, you'll find the shop button right here. And if you click on it, you can see it's right up there again. It's very exciting for us. This is the first time we're doing it. And I hope you guys take advantage of it. Um, it's on pre-order. Um, so take advantage of it. But the reason I wanted to share this with you is we are taking everything we do at VA Shiva Systems Approach, how you learn the education, truth, freedom, and health, how we create products here. It's taking a systems approach, not a, not what we call a reductionist approach. Okay. And my problem with the current supplements industry, a lot of snake oil out there. They're just throwing stuff together. It's getting as bad as big pharma. Now you have big green or whatever you want to call it. Okay. And the only way out of it is a, a systems approach. So Moringai. Okay. So when we looked at all that knowledge, what we find out is Moringai has about eight, uh, 110 different compounds. And that's just what's been isolated so far. So the thing is, as the science changes, we're gonna find more. And that's in the Moringa genus. Now look at all the different kinds of chemicals it has. 
It's got terpenes, which is what, you know, like cannabis has. It's got alkaloids like Yohimbi has, saponins, tannins, steroids, you know, glucosinolates, flavonoids. I mean, it's got, if you looked at many of the other ingredients we've discussed, they typically have polyphenols, but this has so many different kinds of compounds. It's just, it's like, it's a powerhouse of compounds. All right. Number one. Then what you see is, and by the way, I want to show you some of these. Look, it's got epicatechin that occurs in green, green tea. It's got cytosterol, okay? It's literally got, you know, plant steroids, which are very powerful steroids, which give rise to, you know, anabolic effects. It's got nizarin. It's got marumicide. It's got glucomyringin we'll talk, and quercetin, very different kinds of compounds. You don't find the range of compounds, and all of these are known to have medicinal benefits, documented in thousands and thousands of papers. So what are the biological effects? Well, here's a Moringa. It's called Moringa oleifera. Anti-inflammation properties, neuroprotective properties, means protects the brain, antioxidant liver protections, anti-cancer. It induces cell cycle to stop arrest and apoptosis, okay? Which means the, the proliferation of cancer cells. Antimicrobial, it modulates blood glucose. So one, two, three, six, seven, at least seven different kinds of documented, clinically studied biological effects. Let's look at the health benefits. Well, we have to go look at it. You, you, you see in traditional medicine, people are very careful what part of the uh, you know, substance they use because they have very different effects. By the way, in traditional medicine, it was very, very important when you also harvested. Um, I'll do something on basil. For example, there are certain things you should harvest at night and other things you should harvest during the day because of the potency of the, of the nutrients that it has. So people are, had paid great care to the attention, but particularly the ingredients that are in this is extremely important. So if we go to this, okay, well, the leaf, the leaf can be used for malaria, arthritis, diseases of the skin, hypertension, typhoid fever, swellings, parasitic diseases, right? Uh, you, know, you know, certain parasites, diabetes, cuts, contraceptive remedy, Genuto, uh, genuto urinary elements, boost immune system, illicit lactation. The lactation piece is a very powerful piece for women. Aging, antimicrobial flu. The bark, aiding digestion, stomach pain, poor vision, ulcer, hypertension, joint pain, anemia, diabetes, cough. The flowers, very different for tumor, inflammation, hysteria, enlargement of the spleen, muscle diseases, aphrodisiac substances, the epilepsy. Okay, for the root, help during labor, toothache, antiparasitic, worms, antiparalytic. And then look at the pods, infantile paralysis, malnutrition. The, 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 the pods of the tree, very powerful nutrients. But if you look at it, it's, it's, it has, I've never seen a product of so many different uses. And by the way, Moringai grows in the most horrible conditions. You can have no water desert, very little, it'll grow there, okay? So it's something that has figured out where to grow. And one of the things I wanna point out to everyone is, there's an interesting theory that comes out in traditional medicine that people have discovered. The, the things that grow in the harshest climates, listen very carefully, the things that grow in the harshest climates will have the most powerful strength-giving effects for you. I'll, I'll state that again. The objects that can sustain their own lives at the most harshest climates 
will have very powerful effects for you. Okay. And so what does that mean? That means things that learn how to survive um, in very, very harsh climates are able to create nutrients within themselves, which can give you nutritive power. So something like Moringai can sustain itself in the most arid conditions, right? With very little water, you know, um, cactus, for example, another very powerful nutrient, um, aloe vera, things like this, uh, things that can, can sustain themselves. Just think about that as a rule, because that means they have figured out how to survive. So they contain very powerful chemicals that can help you. So just keep that in mind as a principle, right? It's a systems principle. It's called resilience. Again, when you take the course, Truth, Freedom and Health Warrior course, you're going to learn these principles. It is a systems principle. We want to go for resilience. If you had to choose from, a, you know, a 10,000 foods, I would say Moringa is one of the most powerful foods because it's going to give you resilience, right? So there you go. So now we today are going to talk about the immune system. As I've talked about, I always want to pound away to you guys to understand what is the immune system. Again, you're not going to learn this anywhere. And, and most medical students, most medical doctors don't even know the immune system. They learn a very primitive understanding of the immune system, which just involves these two boxes, okay? And their two box model of the immune system goes back to 1915, okay? And we still have science which is stuck in 1915. And Fauci uses that science to tell everyone we should fit this one size medicine where everyone should be jabbed, okay? So what, what am I talking about? Well. If you look at the immune system in their model, by the way, this is the advanced model of the immune system, which is what I presented at the National Science Foundation. This is the 1915 model. This is a modern model, but this is a model that they confuse you with on the immune system. What you're gonna learn in the next few minutes is you're gonna get a quick training on the immune system. Well, what is the immune system? Well, the immune system, according to them, according to your doctors, who unfortunately, it's very sad what happens to doctors in medical school, okay? These guys are plumb, you know, pushed through there like a sausage factory, most doctors. They're beaten up. They don't get any sleep. They come out all drugged up, most of them, okay? Meaning they're on caffeine, caffeine. You know, they do their residency, and they're supposed to then teach you about health. It's quite, quite extraordinary, okay? And they learned this very rudimentary model of the immune system. Well, what is that model of the immune system? It says, okay, you have only two systems in your whole immune system. You have the innate immune system where a pathogen comes, your immune system turns on, and it tries to release these cells to try to kill the pathogen, okay? And then, and then this system, after it's done doing that, calls upon the adaptive immune system. And the adaptive immune system tries to create an antibody, and that's it, okay? And so the entire whole basis of immunity is this. Okay, your adapt innate immune system, which is in your eyes, your throat, it's a thing that someone sneezes on you, that's gonna send out all these cells to try to eat up that pathogen, which tries to chew it up, and the chewed up parts call upon the innate adaptive immune system, which then tries to send a sharpshooter to create a single antibody for that, let's say for that virus, okay? And by the way, if the virus mutates a little bit, guess what, that antibody is useless. And this is a basis of modern theory of the immune system. And you know what? It is, it is like the oboe only playing in the big orchestra. It's only a little piece. It's a small piece of the entire immune system. The immune system is far more complicated. The immune system is a beautiful orchestra. And you know what? 
what the real immune system looks like, what's a lot closer to this. And by the way, I'm considered one of the leading guys and I have to pound this away so you have, you can speak to in confidence, one of the leading guys in the immune system. My PhDs in this out of the number one institute in the world, MIT. And my PhD work was in the interferon system. When you look at this diagram, what do you see? The immune system is not just those two little boxes. And you got to go educate your doctors. It involves the interferon system, which interconnects the innate and the adaptive. It involves all your gut bacteria, the microbiome, the virome, which interconnects through the gut-brain axis to your neural system. Okay, this is why you got to be careful. What occurs in your gut, the microbiome affects your brain. So you put trash into your gut, you're going to get neuroinflammation. So the entire immune system is far more complex. It's more of a beautiful orchestra. This is why, as I'll explain the interferon system, there are people who get a virus, they don't have any antibodies, right? They've been infected, they're asymptomatic, but you know what? They are completely strong because their body put out something called interferons. Interferons are in every cell of your body. Antibodies aren't, interferons are. And those interferons literally go unleash natural killer cells and CD8 cells, which are cytotoxic cells, okay? No one ever talks about this. So why aren't we have saying, hey, how do we boost the interferons? How do we boost the interferons? Antibodies, 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 that's it. And this is why you need to get educated on a systems approach. And this is why I am persistent that all of you really recognize, and it's up to you, that you need to take a systems approach or you're gonna be in fear, you won't know, and your stupid doctors, I hate to use the word stupid, most MDs, you know, they're not that bright. They just slog their way through. They don't take a systems approach. They go through medical school, then they get their family medicine, and then they do their specialty and they learn one thing. The guy who knows the gut knows nothing about the brain. The guy who knows the brain knows nothing about, you know, <laughs> bones. They don't know the ankle bones connected to the foot bone, but systems people do. And if you can take a systems approach, you can be a far better doctor for yourself than anyone else. And remember what Hippocrates said, he who is not a doctor for himself is a fool, okay? And you can understand a, a systems approach will start giving you an idea of your body as a system. And you're not gonna get this education anywhere else. All right, so that's why we need to get off our butts and understand this is the immune system. And if you study it, this is just the typical immune response, okay? You get infected by a virus over here. Here's your lung epithelial, here's a virus. Your macrophages, which are in the innate immune system, try to chomp up this virus. They squeeze through. By the way, this is, let's say, up here is your the lungs, the airwaves. Over here is a bloodstream. So this macrophage, which is in the innate, tries to chomp up this virus. It eats it, eats it, eats it, squeezes through, and it presents what's called the antigen, the, 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 the outer parts of it to the CD4 cell, which is in the innate system. And this calls upon a B cell to create these antibodies right here, and they go stop the virus. So you have the innate macrophages, the adaptive, but this also can call upon a CD8 cell, which tries to eat up the virus, okay? So what you wanna understand is there's, the, you have in the, in the traditional system, you have these macrophages which try to eat up the virus and they're attacking it like, you know, a horror movie, chomping it up and all these parts are exploding. And those pieces of the parts are called antigens, which get presented to your CD4 T cells, which are part of your adaptive system. And that CD4 T cell has two arms. One arm is to create B cells, 
which create the antibodies, which go stop the virus in the future. But that antibody is only for that particular virus. If the virus mutates, you need another antibody. So what? You got to go get the next vaccine and the next one and the next one and the next one. All right. In that model. And it also calls upon a CD8 cytotoxic cell, which tries to go eat the infected cell. Okay. But guess what? As I mentioned, that's just the oboe playing in a beautiful orchestra. It's not the whole picture. Here's now the interferon system. Their interferons constitute the first line of defense. They create an antiviral environment in the cell. Antiviral, they are present in virtually all cells in the body. And I can do, a, if you want to go look on the old uh, videos, you'll see everything I've done on interferons. But the interferon system is a missing link. When your interferon system turns on, it's like the entire orchestra is coming to life. Your body turns on thousands and thousands of genes, okay? And those genes have powerful effects in creating an antiviral effect. And you have to go ask your doctors. You have to start questioning people. Why do, do they not talk about the interferon system? Why? Why aren't we talking about how to boost the interferon system? Why is everything on antibodies? And you'll see that is what is called the, the reductionist method. You look at a very complex problem and you just focus on antibodies, antibodies. That's not looking at the entire climate system saying CO2, CO2. I hope you're getting this. A non-systems approach will lead you always into ignorance. Okay, we got to fight for our rights. Oh, I got to choose Trump or Bernie, Trump or Bernie, Republican or Democrat. A reductionist model. And that's where they want you to be. They want you to be diverted so you don't look at anything as a system. Am I being clear? I got to ask, is this clear to everyone? Is this clear? Yes. You nailed it. Like Mo Mozart's symphony. Someone just said that. Yes. Your body is more of a symphony. It is not just one thing. Okay? Good. All right. So this is why anyone out there, when, by the way, this is directly also related to why people don't, why people get confused by Bernie Sanders or Trump or Robert Kennedy, all these foolish, the Kennedys, because they're brainwashed you. Oh, a celebrity. I got to follow a celebrity. I got to follow a fool who just talks words. Nothing is going to change unless you take responsibility for your life at the local level. If you want to be entertained, go watch Tucker Carlson. He's entertainment. He's not going to change the world. Trump is not going to change the world. Bernie Sanders is not going to change the world. Only you can change the world when you go local. You take care of your health. Okay. This is a systems approach. That's what a systems approach leads you to do. And collectively, if we all get trained bottoms up, that's where change is going to occur. The reason that we're in a fascist situation down where we have, you know, censorship taking place, where we have fake science and, you know, the average person today in the United States is going to live less. The generation today is going to live less than their parents. Think about that. That's not progress. That's called regression. So we need to wake the hell up. All right. So this is the actual immune system. So now that you understand the immune system, let's look at Moringa. So now you understand the complexity of the immune system. And what it teaches you is about resilience. You want to test your system. You know, I did a video before talking about the fact that young kids who grew up in homes where they had dogs going in and out, playing in the dirt, had, you know, nearly 50% less asthma, less ear infections than the kids who were in sterile homes. Okay, all these foolish people, I got to keep my kids so sterile, brush down everything. Very stupid people. Very, very stupid people. Okay? Ignorant people. 
So let's go back to this. All right. So moringa modulates the immune response via anti-inflammatory mechanisms. Anti-inflammatory activates immune system, both innate and adaptive. But look what it also does. It turns on. It's an antiviral. It's antibacterial and it's antifungal. Okay. It's many things relative to the immune system. So what does it do? As we've talked about before, look at the NF-kappa-beta. Everyone's going to understand this. NF-kappa-beta is, you know, is very closely associated with cancer. When NF-kappa-beta is on, you're turning on inflammatory cytokines, as you can see here, right? IL-6, IL-1-beta, and TNF-alpha. These three little, three musketeers cause inflammation. And then on the other side, you've got COX-2 and INOS. COX-2 is an enzyme okay, which leads up to PG2 and NO, which also cause inflammation. Moringai stops MAPK. MAPK is a molecule, so inflammation leads to harmful and disproportionate immune response. Protein kinases, this is called MAP kinase, M-A-P kinase, activates transcription factors such as NF-kappa-beta. So MAPK, you know, will turn this on, NF-kappa-beta. Everyone say after me, NF-kappa-beta, NF-kappa-beta. So you can go impress a lot of these doctors. NF-kappa-beta is what turns on inflammatory cytokines. It is a transcription factor. What's a transcription factor? It's something that works at the DNA level. So, so these protein kinases activate these transcription factors that then create in your body these cytokines. So just think about it this way. NF-kappa-beta literally communicates the DNA in your cell and tells your DNA to make TNF-alpha, IL-1-beta, IL-6, which are inflammatory cytokines. Now, you need a little bit of them, but when they're constantly turned on, your body's in constant inflammation. This leads to cancer. It leads to a whole host of diseases. And what does Moringai do? As you can see here, Moringai, you know, blocks MAP kinase, which blocks this. But that's over here. But it also, um, Moringai also activates compounds that that also inhibit COX-2. Again, I've said this before. If you go take a back of an Advil bottle, it'll tell you it's a COX-2 inhibitor. COX-2 is an enzyme which turns on PGE2, which causes inflammation. So, but the problem with, you know, Advil is it goes everywhere, turns, starts shutting down all the COXs, okay, which is not good for you. But Moringa will just go very specifically, okay, very different. Very, very specific. And it also turns um, you know, off INOS, which leads to this. So you have a very powerful effect of turning down inflammation, okay? Next, what you see is, so this is where we're looking at the interferon system is also involved. I want everyone to look at interferon gamma here. So Moringa extract increases the activation of CD4 T helper cells, okay? So here's a CD4 cell. What is a CD4 cell? The CD4 cell is like the Navy sharpshooter. The CD4 cell makes an antibody for a particular pathogen. So what Moringai does, as you can see here, Moringai leaf will turn on the CD4 T cell, which turns on the adaptive response. But guess what it also does? It also turns on the interferon gamma system, which is that missing link system. Interferons get turned on. And guess what? The interferon system helps go turn on killer cells, which go eat up the virus, okay? So macrophages directly kill the microbes, phagocytosis, and mitigate the infection. And this is effective against herpes, simplex virus type one, and hepatitis B virus. 
So think about this. You know, when you grow up in a village, you got all sorts of viruses around you. I mean, the village I grew up in, we had dirt roads. You walked out barefoot. You got chickens running around. I mean, you don't see people dying like crazy in these villages. Why? Well, you're eating moringa. You're eating all sorts of these powerful nutrients. You're in dirt. Your body's getting turned on in terms of its its infrastructure capabilities for uh, for uh, you know uh, uh, for support of the immune system. Okay, I'm going to have to take a quick break um, because I have to go uh, plug in this machine um, because my dear Michelle took my laptop plug again. So let me, I'll come back to that. But um, let me just take one second and I'll come back to this. But I just want all of you to start thinking about this. The immune system is a complex system. Morungai goes, turns on the inflammatory system. Boom, it brings that on. Then it goes, turns on, you know, the, uh, as we're going to see, the adaptive system. It goes, turns on the interferon system. It's a synergistic weapon. It's turning on many things. Just give me one second, folks. I'll be right back as I go get my plug. Thank you. Sorry for the delay. All right, thank you everyone. Sorry about that. So anyway, um, so the Moringai system, let's get back to it. It's a system. As you can see, Moringai itself is not just a plant. It has it has a systemic effect in inflammation. So you can see right here, uh, look what Moringai does. It turns on CD4 T cells, which turn on the adaptive. It turns on, this in turn turns on the IFN system, which then turns on the, so this is like an orchestra here. And you can see here in the literature, people have found it's good against hepatitis B virus and as well as herpes simplex virus type one. Now, let's take another effect, right? Guess what else it does? It has a powerful effect also on blowing up bacteria, literally blowing up the bacteria. That's what this little lightning strike here is. So the membrane, so what happens is the Moringa leaf extract right here. So if you think about what happens is the, if you remember basic, basic stuff I've shared with all everyone here before maybe i'll do a little the the important thing to understand is the the let, let me i think maybe I, i'll do this right now let me see if i can do this for everyone just one second i may just do this quick drawing to help everyone understand this a little bit better i'm going to turn on my system here hopefully i'm not going to blow up everything so let's just give me one second here i'm going to turn on my new sketchbook tool that I have. I th oh, good, I have everything here. So I just wanna do a quick DNA uh, update for people. Okay, let's do this here. All right, so let me start a new, let me clear this. Okay, so if everyone can see this, let me just share. 
I just want to do a quick thing so you understand this the important power here. Let's go here. All right. So everyone can see this. Good. So let me just everyone here good. Okay. So one of the things that happens is um, just to give you quick cell but some quick cell biology. Let's see if my thing is working here. Okay, so what I want to show you here, well, I, I guess I have to do it in red. All right, so if I look at the cell here, uh, let me do this. Okay, here we go. So if we look at the cell here, okay? Hopefully everyone can see this, right? So imagine this is the nuclear wall here. And we're having a little bit of trouble with this thing, so I may not be able to do it. But if you have um, DNA over here, and remember the DNA has these rungs in it, and the DNA replicates itself and it creates what's called mRNA which is a piece of it and this messenger RNA goes to the ribosome this way and the messenger RNA starts putting out proteins these are proteins proteins all right there's something here but you get the idea so this is DNA and this creates proteins. Well, this process is very, very important, this creation of proteins to life, okay? And what Moringai does, it literally comes and, here's Moringai, it comes in the bacteria and it stops this process. Okay, and that's what you're seeing here. So let's go back to this. So if I go back to the, the share here, let me go back to this. You'll see that in the slide here. All right, there we go. Okay, so what you'll see here is the Moringai leaf extract right here, everyone sees this, blocks the DNA into creating proteins. This is essential for the cell to even survive. So the peptides found in the Moringa leaf disrupt the cell wall of the membrane. The cell wall disruption leads to, you know, complete uh, intercellular content starting to flow out. The leakage of the intracellular content leads to disturbance in the osmotic pressure, the eventual death of the bacteria. But more importantly, the Moringa leaf extract also binds, inhibits protein synthesis in bacteria, thus killing the bacterial cell, okay? So there's a two-part effect. Even at the bacterial effect, it's blowing up the wall of the bacterial cell, right? So basically it starts bleeding the bacteria, but it also stops the machinery of the process of DNA going to proteins. Very, very powerful. I hope that that made sense. Good. The next thing is the antifungal activity. So if peptides found in the Moringa leaf also disrupt the cell wall of fungi. The cell wall disruption leads to the same thing. Very similar to what it does in bacteria. It doesn't stop the DNA 
you know, transcription process, but it does stop that. So, so when you're looking at Moringi, what you're seeing is it's got a synergistic effect. It is affecting the inflammatory process. It's affecting the adaptive system. It's affecting the interferon system. It has antibacterial effects. It has antifungal effects. So when you actually look at when you're in um, consistency with natural law, whatever you consume has a synergistic principle. We saw that when I shared with you in the Cytosol example, turmeric and resveratrol. It's not just one ingredient. That's when we did MV25, it's a synergy. And you wanna think about synergy. The drug companies do not think about synergy or even the development of you know, the jab or inoculation. They're just trying to get the antibody and they think they've done their job. But the goal is we wanna have a synergistic effect. Um, your immune system, again, if you want to use the art example, it's a beautiful painting of many, many different colors. Imagine just painting just with the red line, the red color all day. That's what it is. It's like just painting with red all day. Um, but when you look at it, the body wants synergy. The universe wants synergy. And when we apply this now, what you've just learned about Moringa, what you've just learned about turmeric and resveratrol, MV25, when you apply it back to our movement, you can apply these same principles to understanding political movements. So when we look at, going back to the drawing board here, when we look at the movement for truth, freedom, and health, it's taking truth, right? Well, typically, imagine just all the nerds who are filing, who want to who get more research funding and who want to do cool things and be innovators. Typically, those people are in one bucket. They look a certain way. They, they typically are supposed to be unhealthy, you know, over, the, you know, with their beards and their sunglasses, you know, whatever, their glasses. That's called the nerds, right? Truth. Then you have the people who are supposed to be only sitting in their corner fighting for freedom, okay? Typically, you know, by the way, these are people, truth, freedom, right? And typically those people are supposed to be the quote unquote rednecks. They want their guns. They want the second amendment, the first amendment. And they're typically conservatives, quote unquote Republicans, right? And then over here, if you want to follow this through, you have the health people, the health nuts, who eat, you know, drink wheatgrass juice and do yoga, and they're typically liberal and et cetera. Well, the establishment wants these different groups separated, right? In fact, a lot of the supplement companies, they're just selling turmeric. It's very dumb, frankly, okay? You're supposed to always combine this stuff. In traditional Indian medicine, even when you took Murungai, okay, you would take a little bit of ghee, you would heat it slowly, and you would add the leaves because the fat, and the, and, and the leaves brought out more of the active compounds. Same with turmeric. You typically boil milk, you know, good milk, organic milk. As it boils, then you drop in the turmeric because every, you know, particle of turmeric gets surrounded by a fat molecule, which is easier to absorb. So when you look at truth, freedom, and health, what we want to do is apply natural principles. We want to bring all of these movements together, okay? Because without health, we're not going to have the strength to fight for truth or freedom, okay? And without freedom, you don't have the basis to find out what's true for your health or execute science. And without truth, you won't really have the right strategy for freedom or for health. We need all three to come together. So when you go to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, you'll notice that in the platform, when you sign up, we've created a synergistic approach. You get education. You get all the access to you know, the knowledge of systems, you get access to the book and you get access to your body, your system. And, and I want to thank everyone who's donated. You can just be a member, but those people who donate, we support them with their contribution. 
okay? And then you get access to the systems health portal where you can educate people. Then you get access to scientific reports. Then you get access to all the courses online where you can get certified. Then you get access to three more books so you can understand, you can apply systems principles to your business, to your, to your life, to your, um, you know, to running your company. And then you can, under, you get the scientific knowledge, you get all the education. And I, again, I wanna thank people who contributed generously, you get all of that. And then you can build community. We have the forum. You go into the forum, independent of big tech, you can start having conversations with people on health or education or technology, which are being thrown off. Then we have our social media portal where you can create your web pages. You can then create your own page. You can connect with other people and then you can get activated, which means you can get knowledge on masks. You can get at this flyers. You can print out these flyers, hand them out to friends. So you're educating them. You're not, we're not, we don't want to be mask, anti-mask. We got to educate people that the masks are going to affect your mouth and the mouth health affects your entire oral health. Then you can educate people to go beyond vax and anti-vax, right? So you can go educate people the goals to boost immunity. It's not whether you're pro or anti-vaccine. We want to boost immunity. Okay. So this is what we need to do. We need to take a synergistic approach. So now if I take Moringai again, you can see if I take not just the bottoms up Western approach, which I've just done with Cytosolve, you can now take an engineering Eastern systems approach. And so I wanna look at Moringai from that approach. And what do you find here? Well, you find that Moringai, again, the tool, one of the tools we use is your body, your system. And when you get this tool, by the way, you can actually, first of all, answer a set of questions to understand your body as a system. You answer a set of questions, in this matrix called truth, um, yeah, transport conversion storage, that red dot will be you. The black dot, you answer a different set of questions where you are today. Then you can figure out how to manipulate the forces of transport conversion storage through food and supplements to get back to you. And there, again, I want you to understand that for you get these books, right? So you can use this. But if you use that approach to understand Moringai, let's say your body is here, the red dot in the transport conversion. Look what Moringai does. It stabilizes transport. What does that mean? It calms you down. Because if you're moving around a lot, like people have Parkinson's, people who talk very fast, you know, or, or jittery, that means they have an issue with transport in their body, okay? Um, so it stabilizes that. So you can see right here, uh, this is coming from the Eastern approach. Um, oops, this is actually, I'm sorry, this is wrong. This is wrong, sorry about this guys. This is actually, this is actually Moringai. Sorry about this, this is Moringai. This is Moringai and this is Moringai, okay? All right, sorry about that. So what you see here, excuse me for that. So what you see here is that Moringai has this very powerful effect. It calms things. It also stabilizes Pitta over here, okay? All right, it, by the way, this should be stabilized here and it increases Kapha, okay? That means what it does, it actually um, increases, if, if you need to put on weight, okay? If people are very skinny, okay? Don't have enough weight, it increases Kapha. It's an anabolic, believe it or not. The Russian athletes have been using, uh, in Olympic athletes have been using Moringai for a long time to beef up their body. Uh, it has arginine in it. By the way, Moringa has every known amino acid. It has iron. It's one of the most powerful nutrients for women, right? So it increases the kapha aspect, okay? It, it stabilizes pitta. What does that mean? 
Stabilizing pitta means that it supports your digestion. If people have indigestion, it'll calm it down, okay? It stabilizes vata, which is transport. It stabilizes your digestion, but it increases kapha, okay? At the muscular level, skeletal level, bone, uh, muscles, all right? And what should be the dosaging? So anyway, obviously you should consult your doctor, but from a dosaging standpoint, let's look at the literature. Okay, well, maintenance dose is about 2.5 to 4 grams per day. You can actually get Moringai powder. They throw everything into it, all right? And you want to look at what the extract has based on what I just shared with you. For cholesterol control, 4 to 6 grams of dehydrated leaves. If you're looking for where to get it, if you're in many areas, there are Indian food stores, okay? And if you go there, they'll literally sell you the leaves or they'll sell you the fruit, which comes in this big thing called a drumstick. So you can get the leaves. Typically, you can take ghee, which is clarified butter. You can, you know, heat it up a little bit. Be careful not to heat it up too much so you don't splatter it on your face. And then you can dry the leaves and crush it. And that is a very nice fragrance, a very, very nice taste, okay? That's a Moringai leaf. Um, for diabetes control, eight grams per day. This is from Stowe's et al. By the way, these are all the research on it. For milk produ production, uh, Turkimots et al. said 500 milligrams day of leaf extract. Again, that's for women, okay? Lactation. But um, even WHO, who I don't care for too much, has finally recognized the power of this tree, this tree of life, to support many, many aspects of health. So in conclusion, when we look at it, Marungai has the following capabilities. Um, it inhibits inflammatory enzymes such as COX-2 and INOS. It activates the adaptive and innate systems to directly kill viruses. It exhibits antibacterial activity, disrupts the cell wall, inhibition of ba bacterial protein synthesis, and it also kills fungi via disruption of the cell membrane. There you go. So anyway, consider Moringai truly a tree of life. Um, if you want me to go, um, I can do a whole series uh, or another talk just on Moringai for anabolic effect. For those of you who are into bodybuilding and muscle building, um, you know, it has very powerful effects for supporting muscle building. Let's see what we got. Let's see what the questions we got here. Uh, right, great for diabetes and infections. Uh, is Moringa a diuretic? Uh, if yes, do you recommend adding something to your regimen to keep from losing electrolytes? Well, it's a, that's a great question. So if you, if you think about it from the structural aspect, Moringai helps you retain, right? Um, retain things. So you could say that it can support that. Now, Moringai typically, I'm not sure the interaction has with other electrolytes, but um, I would suggest typically taking it, like I said, with ghee, with time type of facts, that's what I do. But we can do a discussion on that if you want. Someone said ghee is assuming. Here's someone in Trinidad. Rosh 3 Ramatur. We cook the sticks in Trinidad. It's delicious. I love it. Yeah, Rosh 3, maybe if you want to come online, we could do a whole um, discussion on that. On a By the way, there's you can make the, if you take the drumstick, it's very, uh, and you can cook the sticks in it. It's very, very powerful, as I said, as a food. Um, we can do one on it. Emma Brunson says, I put it in everything, soup, salads, Rosoli smoothies, great. It's a great place to put into food. Yes, yeah, so someone says, what do you do with the leaves? Yeah, you can literally take the leaves, okay? As I mentioned, 
and you can put it in the little ghee, make sure it's dry, and you can put it in there and you can just lightly saute it and then you can eat the greens. Um, you know, uh, one dish we used to have is you just have the, the, the leaves and you just include it as a dish with other things. Try it, it's really tasty. Someone said, can you please do uh, these on cinnamon? Yes, um, I did a talk on cinnamon. If you go back to the live, Meg, you'll see that I did it, done it on uh, cinnamon. Uh, okay, someone said, what is the best Moringa from? Is Moringa powder better than capsules? Look, what's happening now in the Moringa areas, people are just farming it. They're sort of, typically they're putting the leaves in it. And remember the leaves have a very different effect than the drumsticks and the seeds. There are people also making um, oils, right? Moringa oils. There's many, many companies who are taking the seeds and making the seed oil. Um, as If you go back, review the video, each of these parts is a very, very different function. Typically, the drumsticks have a very powerful function for anabolics, for example, right? The, 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 the leaves are very good as a complete source of many, many amino acids. So I want you to explore that. But just go, you know, um, you know we've done about an hour or hour and a half. Um, you've gotten a pretty good overview, but you can also go do your own research on this. Okay, there you go. Oh, someone said, what is a replacement for ghee? Okay, for a vegan. Um, you know, I have to do some research on that. Um, it's a good question. Typically, when you look at, you know, fats, you, you know, think about, you know, I used to be a raw foodist for about five years. Think about the fats that you can create. Potentially, let's say you can take the sprouted almonds you can take the sprouted um, cashews. You know, one of the things you wanna do is when you're looking at healthy fats, you wanna sprout these things. Maybe you wanna even look at flax or even some of the black cumin seed oil, okay? And uh, you have to be very careful with those oils. You don't want to cook with them because they, the bonds break very, very quickly. But I would suggest you may just wanna look at, you know, the, the, um, the drying of the leaves, dehydrating them, crushing them, mixing them in a smoothie with the cashew butters or like the almond butters. That may be something way for you to get it in. Coconut oil, excellent. Here's, here's, here's some people having great recommendations. Coconut oil, yeah. So those can take a higher flashpoint, Bruce. So you may wanna consider that. But again, you know, one of my theories is if you're ever gonna cook with any oils, some people cook the shit out of oils, excuse my language, right? I, I'm of the opinion that if you're gonna cook you should always cook at a low heat, okay? And low heat is always better, slow cooking of any of these things. All right. All right, everyone, I hope this is valuable. And I wanna recommend everyone to um, tell me two, a couple of homework assignments. Number one, go support the platform. Again, you can become a member of vashiva.com. You don't have to contribute anything. You're becoming part of it. You start getting access to communing with others. And those of you who contribute, I want to thank you very much. Again, when you contribute to us, I give you the System and Revolution textbook as a supporter. I give you access to your body, your system. And those people who contribute more and really want to become a truth, freedom, and health warrior, you get access to the entire warrior program. And we are now building a movement. It's growing very, very rapidly, and we need more and more help. We're creating infrastructure all over the world. Um, I want to thank everyone for your contributions. We just 
um, spent close to around 30, 40 grand with all the contributions we got. We upgraded our server infrastructure. By the way, remember, we're independent of big tech. Everything we run is in our own data center, which I used to run for the largest Fortune 1000 companies. We don't rely on anyone. This is our movement. This is your movement. We just uh, brought ourselves a new universal power supply system. We are now essentially upgrading our hardware. We're going to be, we have written our own software code with a lot of volunteers help for our own video platform. So all of this is coming because of you. So I want to thank everyone for your incredible contributions. And uh, I think later this evening, I may come back because I was a little bit, I don't want to say lazy. I've been very busy. I was supposed to do, I'm going to do one on neem. Neem is another very powerful uh, antibacterial, very powerful ingredient. Um, neem is also used in agriculture. So if you want to keep bugs away, um, you grow neem and it'll keep all the bugs away. So neem is coming up this evening and uh, that'll, I'll probably do that at 9 p.m. But I'm going to do a talk at a 7 p.m. Uh, really, I'm talking about what's going on with the voting systems in Georgia and how, again, the Republicans and Democrats want us to get lost in their nonsense. How Biden is attacking the Republicans and the Republicans are attacking Biden and they don't get to the heart of the real issue how we're going to clean elections. I'll be talking about that at seven. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for all your support. Uh, our movement is growing explosively and we must take a systems approach. Thank you, everyone. Be the light.